Welcome to Your DIY Healthier on the True Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, November 10th, 2022. And happy birthday, happy 247th birthday to the U.S. Marine Corps. That would be today, November 10th, 1775 in Tuns Tavern. The Marine Corps was conceived and started. And uh, just another note, we are, as of today, uh, simulcasting not only on TFR, but also on Spreaker. And uh, that way, because we have had some issues with the TFR transmitter, and I'm not sure if it's up today or not, but um, for that reason, I am also uh, simulcasting on the place where my afternoon shows go, which is Spreaker. And uh, you can go to Spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash your DIY health and um, the show is live there right now I just checked and um, we will be uh, I'll continue to do that at least until we get things straightened out with uh, uh, the TFR situation but probably I'll just continue it it's easy enough to do so anyway we are on two platforms at the same time here and hopefully you can find one or the other that you can listen to (laughs) anyway we um, just uh, are still watching some of the states with their election process or election theft process, I should say. Um, <laughs> states like Florida, Ohio, where I'm at, uh, are still operating under the old thing where, you know, I can remember when I was a kid, you know, the polls were open one day, first, uh, first Tuesday in November from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, usually by the time you went to bed, you had the results. And uh, any any collusion and corruption and uh, theft of votes and stuff was done during that time. I'm not saying that we had good, clean elections because we didn't. Uh, <laughs> the 1960 election where uh, uh, Kennedy allegedly won over uh, Nixon um, in Lake County, Illinois, uh, the Chicago area, there was massive voter fraud that uh, pulled it over for Kennedy. And, uh, you know, so we've been having you know, voter fraud for years and years and years. It's nothing new. It's just they've gotten more brazen about it. And now they just, you know, oh, we like yesterday in the last couple of days. Oh, all of the uh, voting machines in the Republican areas. Oh, for some reason, they're not working right. Uh, the tabulators aren't doing their thing. And, you know, just put your ballot in this box here and we'll count it later. Yeah, right. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Bob's your uncle. All that good stuff. And they're just, you know, you know, I was, you know, listening to all the people talking about, uh, oh, it's going to be a red wave, a tsunami and all this junk. And I said, really? You know, they stole the election in 2020 and nothing happened to them. What makes you think they're not going to do the same thing this time? And the only thing that may stop them is they just may not have enough 
fake votes to cover up all the uh, good ones that came in on the opposite side between the uh, Republican turnout that was just massive, not to mention the fact that a bunch of Democrats are dead. Of course, you know, dead Democrats voting's never been a problem. It's always happened before. Um, you know, basically, uh, you know, I found out years ago that my grandparents uh, voted Democrat and I went and chewed them out, yelled and screamed at them for oh, a good two hours or so before they threw me out of the cemetery. And, uh, you know, it's just a, the same kind of thing that goes on over and over again. But um, because of the COVID jabs, uh, a lot of Democrats are dead and couldn't vote, supposedly. You know, like I said, at least it was more difficult for them to do it. Uh, because the Dems took the jabs about two to one to Republicans. So, um, you know, some Republicans died, but not as many as the Dems. And then, of course, you have the Dems that are uh, sick of all the crap that's going on and switched, you know, like Tulsi Gabbard and a whole bunch of other people that just decided that uh, they were sick of all the uh, woke garbage and they're going to vote for the Republicans this time. So uh, that may be enough to, um, you know, force it through because, they just didn't have enough fake votes, votes and ballots to cover things. So who knows? But that's what they're doing now. They're scrambling, trying to figure out how they can steal it yet again, because they know nothing will happen to them. They couldn't find any courts that would take the cases back in 2020. And the same thing would probably be true here. So who knows? We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But um, there are uh, good things. You know, it looks like Carrie Lake may pull it out in Arizona. Um who knows? Just have to wait and see how all the uh, the fake votes fall. But um, it is an interesting thing to sit and watch this stuff and listen to people on both sides. You know, when the when the Democrats lose, it's always you know a stolen election. But when the Republicans win, you know, and when the Republicans lose, if the Republicans question anything, oh, you're you're election deniers and all this stuff, and even. You know, even the the silly Democrats out here are starting to notice it. Uh, so who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. You know, I don't want to spend all day talking about the elections because, quite honestly, I'm getting sick of all this stuff. But anyway, back to the <laughs> uh, opening stuff. I just totally went off on a tangent. This program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. Body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given in, in, innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Then visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products are there that we talk about, especially the uh, iTeraCare wand, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. And um, it is just absolutely amazing. And people are uh, having just life-changing results using these things. We'll get, we'll get into some testimonies uh, about this in a little bit. But it is just an amazing device. And uh, just a, a notice, we did finally, you know, we thought that there was going to be a price increase on November 1st, but one of our uh, upline people managed to uh, talk to the uh, 
had honchos and at least hold them off for a little bit. It only lasted 30 days because they officially put notice on our back offices. As of December 1st, the cost is going to go for a classic wand uh, from 350 to 380. So if you are at all interested in getting one, order it now before the price increase. And the link is on the uh, the URDIY Health website. Um, you just click that and it will take you to a dedicated page called THZ, the number four, life.com. T Tom H. Henry Z Zebra, the number four, L-I-F-E dot com. And that's the uh, dedicated site. It has some videos about the uh, device, um, has uh, videos about the uh, compensation plan in case you're interested in a home-based business opportunity. And it also has a link to place the order, which is the Get Started Now button. And I just uh, suggest you follow the directions. There are directions on the screen uh, each step of the way. The big thing is your uh, the amount of 350 goes in the amount box, or 350 per device that you're getting if you want more than one. And then um, your name goes in the remarks box, because that's the only way we know who sent the money. So uh, just follow those directions, and if you happen to get a notice that says check with your bank before you try again, that's because your bank's uh, fraudulent fraud protection system is, once again, stopping you from making a valid purchase when it never stops the fraud people from making theirs. At least that's been my case. And um, so anyway, uh, basically all you do got to do is call your bank, tell them it's a valid purchase, and they'll unlock it and let it go through. Then you click the try again button, and it'll go right through. Uh, as soon as I see it, I'll get your order placed, and generally, um, you'll have it within a couple of days. Um, if I get it placed today, it'll ship tomorrow, and you'll have it by Monday. So that's the way things have been going so far lately, because uh, we've got a pretty good supply of stock, and things have been running very smoothly. Um, so anyway, uh, I encourage you to check that out. And um, so far, I've sold over 100 of these things, about 140 probably. And I have yet to have anybody say they want to send one back, um, you know, and I, um, but I've had multiple people. I just had a guy call the other day and order his third one. Uh, one guy said, uh, I made the mistake of letting my mom and dad try it and they won't give it back. <laughs> and it's just, it goes on like that, but people are buying more and more, but nobody's wanting to return them. So that's a good uh, testimony for these things. They are just amazing. And uh, people are having great results especially in wound healing and uh, arthritic conditions and things like that. Um, just absolutely amazing. People that can't open and close their hands because of arthritis, uh, a few minutes with this wand and they're open, they're no pain and they're open and closing with no problem, just like uh, they were 20 years ago. Uh, it's amazing, amazing stuff. And uh, so many other things as well. Eyesight, um, my vision is improving. Um, so many others are as well. And uh, just lots and lots of neat things. So uh, we'll cover some of that in a little bit, but uh, did want to check and make sure that you know that uh, uh, nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. Everything we say is for your entertainment and enter enter education and entertainment purposes only. So as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. So um, that being said, oh my goodness, we are whew, almost a third. Well, we are a third of the way through November. Good heavens. And it's going to get uh, 
Uh, I'm ahead of myself here. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to do two things at once. Um, but there we go. Got rid of that. Oh, unplugged disappeared. We had some folks in the chat room and uh, disappeared. And they got dropped the other day, so probably bounce back. Um, he says, I too am tired of the fraud. Our system has been made a mockery of by design. Yeah. And uh, as long as they can get away with it, they'll keep doing it. You know, somebody steals a car and they get away with it, they'll steal another car. Somebody steals an election and gets away with it, they'll steal another election. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that, you know, the the difference and the contrast between different states, you know, you got Arizona, who the um, uh, Secretary of State is an absolute idiot and is running for governor against Kerry Lake. And that Secretary of State is the one counting the votes. Imagine how fair that's going to be. And this is why everything uh, seems like only in the Republican areas did the vote machines go down, making it impossible for the Republicans to vote. Imagine that. But um, they've got a strange, screwed-up system there that uh, hopefully is going to get straightened out once Carrie Lake takes over. At least that's what she's uh, pledging at this point. And then you've got states like Michigan and Wisconsin and having all kinds of issues. But Florida, Ohio, they just crank their stuff out with no problem. We have the elections, you know, the results in no time and boom, it's done. And even uh, <laughs> I love this. Uh, Florida told Biden's uh, federal election monitors to take a hike while as residents went to the polls. Florida Governor Ron Santis cruised to a re-election to uh, victory Tuesday evening, but not before state officials had one last go at Joe Biden and his meddling regime. Florida Department of State General Counsel Brad McVeigh penned a letter to John Burt Russ, Deputy Chief and Elections uh, Coordinator for the Department of Justice. Yeah, like they even need something like that because DOJ has nothing to say about state elections. Anyway, in which he told the administration in no uncertain terms that federal election monitors were not welcome in the Sunshine State. Earlier today, the Florida Department of State received copies of your letters to uh, Miami-Dade and Broward counties in which you seem to indicate that the Department of Justice will send monitors inside polling places in these counties, the letter said. We also understand that you sent a similar letter to Palm Beach County, but Department of Justice monitors are not permitted under Florida law. Section 102.0313A of the Florida statutes lists the people who may enter any polling plate room or polling place. Department of Justice personnel are not included on the list, <laughs> even if they would, could qualify as law enforcement under Section 102.0313A6 of the Florida statutes, absent some evidence concerning the need for federal intrusion or some federal statute that preempts Florida law, the presence of federal law enforcement inside polling places would be counterproductive and could potentially undermine confidence, the letter added. The Floridian Press reported further, the DeSantis administration will in turn dispatch its own election integrity monitors to ensure that the federal government does not interfere in Florida's election process. The decree from the Florida Department of State comes a day or so after the Broward County activist Chris Nelson first posted an email to field clerks he received from a source. The author of the email in question urges supervisor of elections workers to grant them access to see the process. 
These are the DOJ agents that will be roaming the county on election day. We must grant them access to see the process. Mostly, they will be checking to see if we have the ADA machines out, uh, properly set up with adequate space available, uh, people trained to use them, etc. They will have DOJ credentials, the email stated. Biden's corrupt and politicized DOJ said it would monitor 64 jurisdictions in 24 states in Florida. Uh, those included Broward County, Miami-Dade County, and Palm Beach County. Monitors will include personnel from the Civil Rights Division and from the U.S. Attorney's offices. In addition, the division also deploys monitors from uh, the Office of Personnel Management, where authorized by federal court order. Uh, division personnel will also maintain contact with state and local election officials, the Department of Justice said in a press release. The Civil Rights Division's voting section enforces the civil provisions of federal statutes that protect the right to vote, including the Voting Rights Act, the Uniformed and Overseas Citizens Absentee Voting Act, the National Voter Registration Act, the Help America Vote Act, and the Civil Rights Acts, the DOJ release continued. The division's disability rights section enforces the Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA, to ensure that persons with disabilities have a full and equal opportunity to vote. The division's criminal section enforces federal criminal statutes that prohibit voter intimidation and voter suppression based on race, color, national origin, or religion, the department added. Complaints related to disruption at a polling place should always be reported immediately to local election officials, including officials in the polling place. Complaints related to violence, threats of violence, or intimidation at a polling place should be reported immediately to local police authorities by calling 911. These complaints should also be reported to the department after local authorities have been contacted. The press release continued. Florida turned red this election cycle after Republican voter registration surpassed registered Democrats for the first time in the state's history. Yeehaw, especially in Miami-Dade County. <laughs> That's always been a blue uh, area, and it went red. Uh, and uh, there you have it. But people are getting tired. They're <laughs> getting tired of all this garbage. And most people are awake, not woke. And of course, oh, look at this. General Mills, purveyor of genetically modified processed junk food cereals, pulls its ads from Twitter following Musk takeover. <laughs> Imagine that. We don't want to play with you anymore. Uh, French glassmaker Duralex halts production amid energy crisis in Europe. You're going to start seeing more and more of that. People are going to be out of jobs. It's not going to be pretty. And we're about, uh, what, nine or nine days or so from the projected end of our supply of uh, diesel fuel. If that actually happens, it's going to get ugly here too. It's going to be uh, really strange. But this one is interesting. Medical unions in Australia push back against amendment that seeks to punish doctors who challenge government narratives. Imagine that. Medical unions in Australia not connected with the bigger establishment are pushing back against the latest amendment to the country's health practitioner regulation national law. Uh, the said amendment would empower authorities to in the land down under to punish doctors who pose a risk to patients or the general public. Oh boy, talking about setting people up. 
In a statement to the Queensland Parliament, the Australian Medical Professional Society and the Nurses Professional Association of Australia blasted the new amendment. They remarked that it includes language that is too wide and warned about its potential to be used to suppress the voices of experts that wish to correct health authorities. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they can't have anybody saying speaking up against the, uh, the lies of the government. Uh, same thing they're doing here. The idea that noncompliance with government decrease, uh, de decrees pose a immediate risk to patient safety is dangerous to, to evidence-based patient care, the two unions said. We do not feel the exp uh, explanatory notes provided any clarity regarding the risk-based approach to, the used, uh, to be used to intercept public health, safety, and confidence. Uh, excuse me, to interpret that. The uh, statement also points out that AMPS cannot support the practice of publicly naming and shaming practitioners who pose a risk to public safety without defining how risk is to be interpreted. It also mentioned that health professionals could suffer financial and reputational damage from an investigation. The new amendment to the HPRNL effectively enshrines this practice in the law. The new amendment, which will take effect across all states in Australia, will provide regulators extra power to respond to risks to public safety and take action against people who contradict public protection laws, as stated in the bill's explanatory notes. Furthermore, Employers will be forced to inform their applicable governing health body if any practitioner has engaged in contact uh, reputed to pose a risk to patients or the public, and if the person has been penalized. These penalties involve withdrawing or restricting the practitioner's clinical privileges at a hospital because the employer reasonably believes the public is at risk of harm because the practitioner is significantly departed from accepted professional standards. <laughs> yeah, uh, boy. The HPRNL was employed uh, during the Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic to penalize medical practitioners for rejecting government-backed lockdowns or mandates. Amendments passing marks end of medicine and death of science. According to the two unions, the broad and discretionary nature of terminology such as public safety and confidence is already to, uh, a tool being utilized to compel health professionals to follow government mandates. All health practitioners in the land down under are administered by 15 national boards. These boards then report to and work with the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Agency, or the AHPRA, which serves as a top accreditation body. AHPRA and the, the boards under it made the news during the pandemic's early days for suspending numerous public health officials or professionals who challenged government-backed restrictions, vaccine mandates, and the effectiveness of the COVID-19 shots. Dr. Paul uh, Ooster, who, who's, I think, O-O-S-T-E-R-H-U-I-S, however that's pronounced, is one such professional who found himself suspended in September 2021 following two anonymous complaints about his social media activity. Ooh. The anesthetist of 30 years admitted to posting content about early COVID-19 treatments and skepticism of the PCR tests and lockdowns. Smart man. <laughs> He was right. 
In an article for The Spectator of Australia, AMPS Secretary Kara Thomas blasted the amendment for allowing bureaucrats to name and shame doctors. If the amendment becomes law, she warned that it will le uh, legislate national media medical censorship as a means to ensure public confidence in government health services. If this bill passes nationally and the government becomes um, the single authority on all health advice, then question, an un unquestioning compliance becomes a new accepted standard of good medical practice. That is the end of medicine and the death of science, Thomas explained. George Orwell's Ministry of Truth has, Truth has arrived. Public confidence in politicians and their bureaucrats should never come at the expense of people's right to full, free, and unhindered access to scientific evidence and emerging data. <laughs> Follow healthfreedom.news for more news about the fight against medical tyranny. Watch the video below to know more about the medical tyranny happening in Australia. And we may take a look at that um, on the other side of the break because we are just about out of time. Ah, unplugged is back. <laughs> Oops, trying to put something in the chat room here and it didn't go in. There we go. Um, let's see, should be a lawsuit. They've been calling it ballot drop and roll. <laughs> oh, when resident Hyden speaks, I call him uh, full circle, Joe for full circle Biden. And for those that don't know, you go full circle when you start out in diapers and end up in diapers. You can't talk, you can't walk, you can't think, you know, and then you can, and then all of a sudden you can't again. And he's gone full circle and pretty much all of those things. Uh, and I also call him President Poopy Pants <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, but anyway, when uh, you know, speaks at, uh, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. <laughs> I can't stand him. Yeah, buddy. I'll tell you what. And he whispers, get your vaccine. <laughs> what a moron. Anyways, the states need to take their power back. Exactly. That's exactly what needs to happen. We need to be a big movement for secession. <laughs> anyway, we're just about out of time. The music's going to start in a second, signaling the uh, bottom of the hour break. And we will be back here shortly in three minutes. So stick with us. We'll be right back with more of your DIY help here on the Truth Frequency and Spreaker Radio Networks. And all you ever see is ask your doctor if it's right for you and me. So when you ask your doctor, what do you think he'll say? Of course it's right, you dummy. Let's get you hooked on it today. Wake up, you're being screwed. Pharmaceutical drug guys can be so rude. They don't care if you live or you die. Long as they get their piece of pie. Mm, my, my, my. And welcome back to the second segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the True Frequency Radio Network and Spreaker. Uh, I'm going to play this little video about No Exceptions, a story of medical tyranny in Australia. If it'll play. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe not. It's an hour and 29 minutes. Hey, long. folks. Ooh, welcome to the bit. Dark Horse Podcast. 
I am sitting today with Betty Pezzamenti, who is a caterer from Melbourne, Australia. She is the founder and co-owner of the Earthly Sweet Spot. Now, this is not the usual Dark Horse podcast. Betty reached out to me and told me a story about what is taking place with her in Australia. And I must say, I was flabbergasted by what I heard. It was almost impossible to believe. I looked into the story and to the extent that I was capable of assessing it, it appears to be absolutely true. So Betty, welcome to Dark Horse. Um, I'd like you to tell the audience what you told me about what you're facing. Yep. Ivrette, thank you for the opportunity to be on here um, and for taking up my story. Um, so essentially, given what's going on in Australia um, with the vaccine mandates in our home state in Victoria, uh, as of two weeks ago, it was mandated that every profession essentially to be able to work and participate in most areas of society, you needed to either have a double vaccination status of one of the three available vaccines or um, have a legal exemption um, given by a doctor. And are your vaccines in Australia the same ones that we have in the States? So we have um, both the mRNA, so we've got the Pfizer and the Moderna, um, but we do not have the Johnson & Johnson. We have... Um, uh, AstraZeneca, which seems to be like on a component level, it seems to be fairly similar um, into what it contains. Um, so a way to obtain a uh, exemption is to have a contraindication to one, uh, to uh, ha having like a pre-existing issue at say as an anaphylactic reaction to one of the excipients or components of any of the, the vaccines that can deem you eligible for a permanent exemption to getting the vaccinations. Um, so I was clinically diagnosed six years ago with a polyethylene glycol, or PEGS for short, um, another name for it is Macrogol, um, excipient. Um, I have allergies to a, an anaphylaxis to a multitude of things, um, but the excipients being one of the worst. So this had been diagnosed and documented. Um, this component is actually in the mRNA vaccination, so both the Pfizer and Moderna. Also chemically similar to another component called polysorbate 80, which um, is present in both the Johnson & Johnson and the AstraZeneca vaccination. So there is a high probability of cross-reactivity if you have the polyethylene glycol anaphylactic um, allergy as well. So you have you have a condition in which you will have an allergic reaction to one of the components in the two mRNA vaccines and are likely to have a reaction to a component in the third vaccine to which you have a access. Now, are these the only things that you are uh, prone to have an allergic reaction to? No, they're not. Um, I do have anaphylactic allergies to other items. I have a multitude of allergies, but the anaphylaxis is to other excipients as well. Another one being um, magnesium stearate, which is in like a multitude of things. So supplements, food items um, as well, 
Polyethylene glycols are also in most um, beauty products, um, even skincare products and that. Um, so I've also got anaphylaxis to certain foods, so kiwi fruit, um, avocado, they're some of the main culprits. I have recent re recently reacted um, to other ingredients that are unknown, which I'm getting investigated currently. Um, it does seem to be preservatives and also other excipients that are contained in pharmaceuticals as well. Um, but we haven't pinpointed, my, my healthcare team hasn't pinpointed exactly what, but I do have the diagnosis for the other items. And is there, a, is there an overarching condition that's been identified? Um, so I have been um, diagnosed with a connective tissue disorder. That was this year. Um, it's called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, whether that is sort of the thing that has, I guess, been the underlying condition to create any of these allergies, I'm not too sure. Um, there does seem to be an issue with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome and um, mast cell activation syndrome sort of seems to tie into it, but it's still sort of <laughs> what I've been told is it's early days within the research. They don't really know how it all sort of intertwines. Um, but usually someone with um, the connective tissue disorder does seem to have multiple allergies or high reactivity to things, especially uh, pharmaceuticals and excipients. Also, another issue can be um, like things like opioid resistance or um, uh, like anesthetic resistance as well. And so you've had anaphylactic reactions? I have, yeah, I've had multiple. <laughs> and what happens? Yep. Um, so generally it comes up in sort of like a hive rash to begin with. Um, that's, I guess each is quite different depending on um, if it's something I've used topically, it generally starts as a hive type of rash. If it's something I've ingested, generally it starts in my mouth. So if it's like a tablet or something like that, it's um, first appeared sort of like tongue swelling, lip swelling, itchy throat, then my airways start to close up and then it might I might break out into hives. Um, if it's topical, generally it'll start with the hives and then kind of do a reverse reaction. So then it'll start going into my throat, my lips, my tongue. Um, I have had anaphylaxis from also uh, having an injection before. It wasn't a vaccination. It was a cortisone injection, actually. That was a different experience. That was my most severe anaphylactic reaction. I actually lost consciousness twice. Um, that I just didn't feel well. And then I lost consciousness. I passed out. Um, when I came to, it was my body had broken out into hives all over, the throat tightness, couldn't breathe, um, couldn't see. I was administered epinephrine, which is the EpiPen, which I lost consciousness again after that. Um, when I came to, I was vomiting um, and then I was taken to the ER for monitoring as well post that. And so um, 
fair to say that these reactions are a threat to your life and that uh, intervention is is necessary to protect you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I After an anaphylactic reaction, regardless of being administered epinephrine, um, you, you have to go to hospital. You have to be monitored because you can actually have a resurgence even if the um, – after whether it is the epinephrine – is um, used or not, if your symptoms, I guess, lessen, it can actually resurge. So you generally have to go into hospital for 12 hours for monitoring for this reason. Um, and sometimes one dose of epinephrine isn't enough as well. Um, I've also been, after an anaphylactic reaction, I was administered um, types of antihistamines and also another pharmaceutical, Finergan, which also contained the components that I'm anaphylactic to. So it exacerbated my allergic reaction. And I was also administered epinephrine that time as well. And uh, <clears throat> am I correct that epinephrine itself is a hazard? The shock to the system uh, is potentially dangerous? Yeah. Um, I'm like personally... I don't know too much about how it could impact other areas of the body. Um, anytime I've had it administered, though, it's literally made me feel like I'm about to jump out of my skin. My heart starts racing. It's induced nausea. Um, like I said, after that uh, severe reaction where I lost consciousness after the dose of epinephrine, I actually lost consciousness again. So whether that was also due to the epinephrine, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop it there just because, like I said, this is an hour and a half long. And I have no way of knowing when they're going to get to the part about the uh, medical personnel being attacked. But the same thing's happening here in the U.S. California just pa passed a law. Uh, allowing pretty much for the same thing. They're going to take the uh, medical credentials, your license to practice away from doctors who uh, say anything opposing the, you know, the propaganda line of the government, uh, the lies out of the CDC. If somebody, uh, you know, get, even, you know, and the thing is they have, all these people have plenty of uh, scientific evidence to prove what they're saying is right. And that doesn't make any difference. You know, you can tell the truth all day long, but if it violates the or goes against the propaganda and the lies of government, you're screwed. And uh, again, that goes right into the um, uh, so-called amnesty garbage that they're starting to push. You know, it's it's a one-sided deal where these people just, you know, they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, so to speak, and they just want a free pass. But they're not willing to... Uh, stop attacking people who are telling the truth and uh, challenging the uh, the line of the CDC and Fauci and all, all the rest that's, you know, proven BS. Um, those folks are still being attacked and canceled and deplatformed and everything else uh, constantly. And uh, there's no sign of that letting up. So, uh, Anybody who thinks that we should give amnesty to these people is needs to have their head examined, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, absolutely no way should there be any consideration of that unless and until the people, number one, admit that what they did was wrong, and number two, they get charged with it and they are tried, and if convicted, they you know serve whatever sentence or penalty is is 
put on them. Um, just because somebody is forgiven does not mean they get out of the, uh, you know, there's no ramifications and no, uh, no penalties that have to be paid. Uh, that's, that's absolute baloney. And that's basically what they're asking for. So ain't no way. Ugh, craziness, craziness, craziness. <laughs> well, look at this. MSM Democrats smear GOP poll watchers as right-wing extremists. Well, of course they do. <laughs> They've got their their little thing that they do every single time. Anything that might catch them in the act of cheating, uh, oh, you're extremist because you think we might be cheating. No, we know you're going to cheat, you know. <laughs> Now, that's what you do. That's your nature. And uh, you do it all the time. But, you know. Anyway, high car loan rates driving away prospective buyers. Yeah, I was just talking to a buddy of mine last week, and he's got a, a stepson from uh, Philippines who wants to buy his first car. And he could easily afford the car, but they're wanting to charge 18% interest. Because he's a high risk. He's a new buyer. Baloney. You're charging it because you can get away with it. You know. He hasn't proved he's responsible. He's got a job and everything else. Making good money. That should be enough to qualify for a decent deal. And you know. If he stops. You come and steal the car back anyway. So what's the problem? But yeah. They do this stuff. The same with insurance. Oh he's high risk. He's new. He's under 25. Oh, really? How's his driving record? Spotless. Hmm. Maybe uh, he should be innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> there is a thought. <laughs> no such luck. Uh, Iran finally admits it is supplying Russia with combat drones. Yeah, I heard something about that recently. These drones are very inexpensive, and they're taking out, you know, million-dollar defense sister uh, offensive systems that we've given to the Ukrainians. <laughs> oh man. That whole thing is one great big cluster. Seven science backed health benefits of eating foods high in omega three fatty acids. Oh yeah. There's tons of them. Avoid the sixes though, because they tend to cause inflammation. That's something that new studies are starting to show. Uh, let's see here. Prep with Mike. Bugging out is better than staying in an apartment during a collapse. Oh, <laughs> probably. Uh-oh. <laughs> More of this coming up. Dr. Artishow, 36 different venom peptides behind COVID-19 COVID symptoms. That's interesting. Really haven't looked into that that closely, but um, Dr. Artis really seems to be pushing this thing about uh, snake venom. Publius 2.0 feels like we are watching the first wholly manufactured election in our history in which they key all key competitive races were programmed by Langley. <laughs> oh, goodness. Here we go. We must restore America's faith in its elections. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Climate change is a malicious, dangerous myth. Okay, I haven't talked about that lately. It's a is the it is the global warming hoax which is going to destroy us. It's the mad green fake environmentalist, sanctimonious and self-important 
were going to kill us by forcing us to cold turkey off fossil fuels and live in a cold, cruel world where the poorest will starve or freeze to death and where the chosen few, the self-appointed elite, will ignore reality, worship electricity made from the diminishing fossil fuels, and create a pseudoscientific crisis out of thin air in order to oppress, suppress, and banish humanity, decency, dignity, and respect from our lives. Boy, <laughs> that hits the nail right on the head. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, predicts that a global warming of 2.5 degrees centigrade to 4 degrees centigrade would reduce global GDP by 2, or 2 to 5% by the year 2100, which most of us really don't care about. <laughs> but that the global economy will, by 2100, be between 300% and 500% larger than it is at the moment. This destroys the argument that climate change will have a noticeable impact on the global economy. It's not going to have an impact on anything because it's not real. <laughs> the International Energy Agency, IEA, has stated that by the year 2040, our planet will still obtain only around 5% of its energy needs from renewable sources, including burning trees or biomass. If the mad greens have their way and stop us from using fossil fuels, there's just one certainty. Billions will die of cold and starvation. Exactly. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. You know, before the Georgia Guidestones uh, were demolished, <laughs> they used to have a thing on it. It says one of the things they wanted to do was reduce the world population to 500 million or half a billion, which means about 7 billion people need to die, according to them. And of course, they're not volunteering. They're the ones that have to maintain, you know, humanity and keep everything going. So they have to make sure they're around, but everybody else gets killed. Of course, the majority of the preening, self-satisfied, ignorant, global warming cultists actually believe that the world is coming to an end. Not really. The world will be here long after their stupid butts are gone. These middle-class cultists are too stupid to realize that they are working for conspirators determined to take away our freedom and our humanity and to control us with social credit and digital money. The latest desire or dire nonsense is that everything in central London will be underwater before we've had time to pick up our Wellington boots, <laughs> head for the nearest or mountain, and pitch camp where we can choose between freezing to death or starving to death. <laughs> The mad cultists have been told that the planet would sur won't survive and that billions will die as the waters rise inexorably toward the heavens. Yeah, right. You know, that's not going to happen. It only happened once and it'll never happen again. Uh, let's see. Oops, lost my place. Um, there it is. There is, of course, no evidence for any of this. They started off by calling the plot global warming, but had to change the name of the scam when it became clear that the planet seemed to be getting cooler more often than it got warmer. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Newton's second law of thermodynamics. And they realized that calling it climate change would give them more scope to include more varieties. What they should have said, weather, <laughs> seasons. Anyway, natural disaster in their propaganda. And the whole scam was created decades ago to prepare for the Great Reset. Yeah, it all started when DuPont's 
patent on Freon ran out. Told that before, I'm not going to get into it again. That was back in the 70s. A group of British psychologists have reported that children are suffering from anxiety caused by the frightening predictions made by those predicting the climate change will affect our future. And of course, it's brought, it's accentuated by little Greta, how dare you, Thunberg, who is uh, clueless and is just a little puppet being uh, run around and her strings are being pulled by her parents and a bunch of other idiots. Anyway, all this stress has to be added to the massive anxiety caused by the COVID-19 fraud. Yep. Global warming nutters have forecasts that life on Earth is dying, billions will die, and the collapse of civilization has already begun. They have no, also compared global warming to the Holocaust, but on a far greater scale. There is not one share, uh, shred of evidence for any of this. Look at the facts. In the 1920s, half a million people were killed by weather disasters. In the last decade, the total was 18,000. In 1900, nearly 5% of the world's land area caught fire. Now the figure is close to 3%. The Great Barrier Reef and polar bears are booming. <laughs> the IPPC's estimate is that sea levels could rise by two feet per year by uh, two feet by the year 2100. How much of a crisis do you think this is? Uh, this is given that one third of the Netherlands has always been below sea level. Some of it over 60 feet below sea level. Yeah, look at New Orleans. You know, the Nutters believe that nonsense, this nonsense, because they've been repeatedly told that it's true. And that's the whole thing. That's no different than you must go to the MD every time you have a hangnail or a cough or a scratchy throat. You're programmed and you believe this garbage. The BBC says it's it's true and doesn't allow debate. Uh, there you go again. Police allow the cultists to close down London because they've been told to let them do what they want to help destroy what's left of the economy. Incidentally, I see that they've erected a huge pink table in London. I wonder what it's made of and just how much energy was consumed in its manufacture. Were any power tools used? <laughs> just curious. The global warming loonies don't seem to be aware that we've always had weather and there have always been loonies warning that the end of the world is nigh. In 1817, the president of the Royal Society in London warned that there had been a considerable change in climate and it would lead to the massive changes. In 1947, a Swedish geophysicist warned that the climate was warming up. In the 70s, the BBC, that perennial source of misinformation, warned of an oncoming ice age as big a threat to life as a nuclear war. In 2007, we were warned that we had five years to save the planet. In 2011, the International Energy Agency said that we had five years left. In 2017, the United Nations said that we had three years left. Hmm. And in 2013, a Cambridge professor said that all the Arctic ice would be gone by 2015. In 2009, Gordon Brown, then UK Prime Minister, took time off from buggering up the economy to tell us that we had 50 days left. Back in 2004, the Observer newspaper told us that we'd be living in Siberian climate by 2020. 11 years ago, Prince Charles said we had eight years left to save the planet. 
And they were all wrong. Not to mention the AOCs that said we only got so many years, and it's you know. And don't forget old uh, Al Gore, <laughs> who's always been suffering from rectal cranial inversion. Anyway, if there have been any strange weather phenomena in recent years, they have been man-made, but deliberately, not accidentally. I don't believe that any rational scientist who has looked at the evidence believes the myth of global warming. Every time it rains, the cultists blame global warming. By the wettest day in Britain this summer was less than one a third as wet as the wettest day in 20, 1929, and just a quarter as wet as, Dor, as Dorset in 1955. We're told that hurricanes are more common now, but that's a lie. They try to push up the figures by counting breezes as storms, <laughs> but the evidence is clear. There are no more hurricanes today than there used to be. The media just make more of a fuss because it helps the agenda. There are more, no more forest fires either. Climate change campaigners claim that forest fires are a result of global warming, but the experts in both Australia and America have concluded that climate change has little or no impact on the development of forest fires, which are, in any case, less frequent than they used to be. Yeah, they're set by government agencies most of the time. The average annual acreage of American forest burned is now 6.6 million. In 1928, it was 41.7. Stick with us, we'll be back in three minutes. Yeah, the hour is more your DIY. We'll be right back. number two of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio and Spreaker Networks. And uh, before the break, we were talking about the hoax and the myth of global warming. And uh, we're going to continue here for a few minutes. The average annual acreage of American forests burned is now 6.6 million. Back in 1928, the average annual acreage of American forests cut loss to fires was 41.7 million. I'm pretty confident that 41.7 million is a bigger figure than 6.6. Between 1931, which was the peak, and 2020, there has been a 99.7% decline in the death toll from natural disasters around the globe. The cultists who worship at the feet of the doomsters don't realize that without coal, you can't make steel. And without steel, you cannot make windmills or solar panels. <laughs> well, guess what happens then? They believe we need more trees to keep us healthy. But 
they're not chopping them down and turning them into pellets uh, to create electricity. They're chopping them down because they interfere with the new 5G equipment that will help control our new digital future. Much of the so-called green electricity being sold in the UK these days is created by burning wood. And the wood comes from America where trees are chopped down before being turned into wood pellets known as biomass and then carried across the Atlantic in large diesel-powered vessels. <laughs> oh, this shows how stupid all this is. They're turning wood into biofuel and condemning millions to death by starvation so that we can reduce our consumption of fossil fuels. The new pet, and they're, you know, they, if it truth be told, they wouldn't allow wood to be burned either because that produces carbon dioxide and all that stuff too. We can't have that. It puts, you know, wood is nothing but carbon basically being burned and put back into the atmosphere. The new petrol and biofuel mix won't work in older cars, so the poor will have to walk everywhere. The cultists have claimed that climate change will result in koala bears, among other animals, becoming extinct. There are currently 300,000 koala bears living in the world, and the main threat to their existence is the destruction of their habitat as a result of farmers requiring more land upon which to grow biofuels. <laughs> the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization says that crop yields will rise by 30% by the year 2050. The planet's poorest countries will see their yields rise by 80 to 90%. But the increase in yields will depend on the use of tractors and heavy machinery, which will, of course, require oil, diesel. Rural areas of poor countries will not be able to afford electricity and charging points until they are richer. Global warming cultists will force poor countries to stay poor and will be responsible for millions of early deaths. And the nutters are now claiming to be able to produce green steel. As I have previously pointed out, it is traditionally impossible to, or, yeah, to make steel without coal. But according to the Bill Gates-linked news, newspaper, The Guardian, the newspaper for the empty-headed and addle-brained, there are plans afoot to manufacture steel without using coal. How can this be done? Apparently, new, the, the new green steel will be made using hydrogen as a fuel instead of coal. And where does hydrogen come from? Well, since pure hydrogen is hard to come by, 95% of it is made from fossil fuels. So that's how they're going to make green coal without using fossil fuels. <laughs> they're going to make hydrogen by burning fossil fuels and then use the hydrogen to make the steel. Expert engineer Gordon Murray points out other problems with using hydrogen. It takes huge amounts of energy to produce and it's dangerous to store. Murray says that making a liter of hydrogen uses more oil than it takes to make a liter of petrol. You have to laugh, don't you? <laughs> These people are something else. And the UK government wants all us all to replace gas boilers with hydrogen boilers, knowing darn well, incidentally, that hydrogen boilers are less efficient. Yep. The excessive loonies, excuse me, the obsessive loonies who sort out all the rubbish in semi-religious earnestness, don't understand that all, all the evidence shows that recycling costs money and energy and time and has been proved to do far more harm than good. 
That's why so much of the carefully sorted recycling is taken abroad to be dumped. And then they're dumped into one great big pile again. The problem now is that few countries will accept Britain's unwanted recycling because it just isn't cost effective. The recycling scam was just to create obedience, compliance, and to prepare the dim-witted for mask wearing and experimental jabs. Yeah, and I still look out, you know, today's Thursday, and Thursday morning is trash collection day, and I've got neighbors all over the place that have all their stuff dutifully separated. So you have paper and cans and plastic and all this, and it all gets picked up and taken to the same place where it all gets dumped right into one big pile. Oh, but they feel so good because they're being green and recycling. The cultists don't seem to care that a move away from fossil fuels will make no difference to the planet because it will result in billions of deaths and a massive rise in taxes that will further impoverish the already impoverished. The crazy deluded greens and fake environmentalists want to stop us from using fossil fuels and kill off the industries involved within a couple of years. Politicians using the earnestness of the loonies as an excuse for their insane policies, say AOC, and uh, ignoring both the facts and feeling uh, public feeling, are introducing absurd new laws which will destroy everything any of us values. In Scotland, the Greens and the SNP have uh, joined together to create an unholy alliance of mad cultists. The enthusiastic supporters of electric cars and wind turbines don't realize that we'll need massive new mines to dig out huge quantities of cobalt, lithium, nickel, and other essentials. Try digging mines without fossil fuels. Electric vehicles have a higher carbon footprint than cars with combustion engines, and to add to that, the electricity they use is often generated by burning, wait for it, fossil fuels. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and those foolish souls who buy electric cars will soon find themselves struggling to find somewhere to drive them as roads everywhere are divided up to provide thousands of miles of ill-designed cycle lanes. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that because you don't have the heavy equipment that's run by fossil fuels, you will no longer have roads because they will eventually degrade into nothing but gravel. And you won't be able to maintain them. The carefully, deliberately, and cruelly created myth of global warming has now become an integral part of the global economy. It sure has. A professional investment manager publicly announced the other day that the world is undergoing rapid change amid the degradation of the natural environment and the looming breakdown of global climate system. There is not one shred of evidence for any of this. And in the absence of evidence, the cultists at the top are deliberately creating changes to our climate using geoengineering that have been manipulating the weather for a long time, but it has accelerated in recent years. Also, they intend to send tons of calcium carbonate into the stratosphere to block the sun in the guise of combating global warming. When in reality, this will only shorten the growing seasons, causing mass starvation. There's a surprise. (laughs) Company directors are so terrified of being criticized by the cultists and lunatics who promote the global warming myth that they have pretty well all rolled over and agreed to do whatever the noisy minority tells them to do. The same virtually signaling cowards 
still pay themselves obscene bonuses, expenses, and pensions. Some company bosses are taking their companies off the stock markets, taking them into private hands so that they can avoid the nutty shareholders and the regulators. Smart move. The UK pensions regulator has warned the managers of pension schemes that they will be in trouble if they do not make mandatory climate risk disclosures. They will have to report their investments in companies which don't make satisfactory changes to fit within a imaginary global warming fears. I suspect that pensions will fall dramatically as a result. In America, the Federal Reserve, the financial regulator, and the Treasury are all looking into incorporating global warming policies into financial regulation. The same thing is happening in the European Union and in the United Kingdom. Indeed, the UK appears to be leading the world in introducing oppressive and dangerous new regulations. The truth, of course, is that there is no scientific evidence to support the theory that global warming or any variation will pose a threat to our way of life in any way. There is certainly no evidence to suggest, let alone prove, that global warming will have any influence on financial institutions or the corporate world. What is happening, of course, is that financial regulations are being used to force through aggressive global warming policies that are neither necessary nor popular, but which are part of the Agenda 21 Global Reset and which are designed <coughs> excuse me, to lead as painfully into the world of the new normal. Moreover, activists everywhere are taking control of previously independent companies. In May 2021, a Dutch court ruled that Shell, the oil company, must cut its carbon emissions by 45% by 2030 compared with its 2019 levels. An activist group with just 0.02% of the shares of Exxon, another oil company, somehow managed to win two seats on the company's 12-person board. <laughs> Boy. Not to be outdone, the British company has pledged uh, that the UK will cut its emissions of greenhouse gases by 78% by 2035, compared to the levels of 1990. No one appears to have told the government that the population has risen by many millions during that period and will doubtless continue to rise. The UK in the, in the year 2035 is going to be a dark, cold, miserable place. The UK's target is the most ambitious in the world and will cost taxpayers a collective three trillion pounds. There will be higher taxes and higher costs for everything replacing existing heating and cooking systems with electricity, which both politicians and campaigners appear to think grow on trees, <laughs> will cost households huge sums. From the year 2035, it will be illegal to fit a home with a gas boiler. The existing boilers and systems will be illegal from the mid-2030s. These dates could well be brought forward. Homeowners which, uh, will each have to spend tens of thousands of pounds on compulsory heat pumps, insulation, and so on. If homes aren't altered sufficiently, then homeowners will not be allowed to sell them after the year 2028. They won't be able to rent them out either. The result, of course, will be that house prices will fall because of the cost of legally required improvements and rental prices will soar. The poor will suffer again. The United Nations was ecstatic with delight when it reported that its climate change goals for 2020 were almost achieved with the global COVID-19 lockdowns. 
there will have to be almost constant lockdowns to keep global warming nutters happy. Rich people in charge of rich governments are promising to end fossil fuel use by 2050. I wonder if they know how much pain will be involved. The poor will have to pay for this through carbon tariffs. The developing countries will be punished before they even start to enjoy the delights of fossil fuels. <sighs> Let's see here. Let me read that again. The, de the developing countries will be punished before they've even started to enjoy the delights of fossil fuels. It is an un underestimate to say that hundreds of millions will die of starvation and cold. The sanctimonious virtue signaling global warming nutters are so ill-informed that they're in unintentionally supporting plans for global genocide. If they knew anything and really cared about the environment, they would campaign against pointless face diapers instead of wearing them. Billions of discarded face masks are now a major threat in all forms of to all forms of wildlife. Oh, big time. They're showing up in the oceans all over the place. And uh, just dropping this into the chat room real quick and also the Telegram channel. Ooh, oops, wrong. Got to get my channel. <laughs> There we go. All righty then. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, all forms of wildlife. Now that they have cor uh, cornered the majority with the COVID-19 hoax, we have to redefine our beliefs, our perceptions, and reevaluate uh, re our enemies. For example, you should know that anyone who talks about sustainable development is a bad person. The philosophy known as sustainable development is a direct route to the end of democracy and humanity. It is never benign. The incompetent mathematical modelers and the social media snipers are spreading dread and suppressing truths with the same practice skill that they employed when firing up the COVID fear and um, demonizing the truth tellers. And so the mad fools who terrified the world with fake COVID pan pandemic are now going to segue neatly, as I predicted, into scaring the world with the fake global warming pandemic, which they devised back in the last century and which was designed to control and to kill and not to save or preserve. The Chinese-style social credit system I've warned about is already here. Global warming will be used to tighten up the rules and oppress us still further. The loony pseudo-environmentalists are not benign or well-meaning. They are either ill-informed or stupid or malignant or all three. And they are our enemies. I'm afraid that the COVID-19 fraud was just the beginning. The truth is that the idea of global warming has about as much solid fact behind it as the existence of our of the dear old tooth fairy. Actually, rather less, <laughs> because when I was little, I would leave a tooth under my pillow and wake up to find it replaced with a six penny piece. <laughs> we had sixpences in those days. So there is more practical evidence to support the existence of the tooth fairy than there is to support the existence of global warming, global cooling, or climate change, or whatever the lunatics have decided to call it this week. Ah, that was pretty good, I think. Um, who wrote that? Uh, dun, dun, dun. Doesn't say news editors. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, pretty interesting. 
crazy stuff going on and uh, just getting nuttier and nuttier and nuttier as time goes. Let's see here. Checking out the latest on Health Impact News. Cryptocurrency billionaire loses fortune almost overnight as crypto, crypto Ponzi scheme business exposed the beginning of the Great Reset. Hmm. I know uh, Bitcoin took another dump yesterday, I guess. Um, just waiting. One of these days it's going to go back up, but now is the time to buy it. <laughs> Anywho, we'll see how that works. Surge in sudden deaths creates increased business for funeral industry while life insurance industry suffers due to increased death payouts. Yeah, and guess what? Nobody's willing to say what's causing it. Today, Service Corporations International, the largest for-profit funeral operator in North America, has its quarterly earnings call. SCI had another great quarter. (laughs) You'll be pleased to hear. So far, so far in 2022, the company has made almost 500 million in profits, and its stock is up over 15% since last week's earnings. Yeah, if you're going to invest in something, invest in the funeral industry, because <laughs> people are dying at massive and uh, uh, what's the word? Um, oh, huge numbers. Anyway, SCI's management seems fairly open with investors. For many years, much of the company's growth came from buying family-run funeral homes as their operators uh, died out. (laughs) The underlying funeral business is slow growth and very predictable. At least it used to be. As Thomas L. Ryan, Service Corporation's chairman and executive, told the investors uh, Wednesday morning, if you go back in this industry, and particularly with SCI, year to year, you would see the numbers of deaths probably in one year you may be down 1% or 2%. The next year, you're up 1% or 2%, which you could predict was pretty good ac- with pretty good accuracy over a year and uh, over a big footprint like ours, uh, what was probably going to happen. 2020 comes along. COVID, game changer, right? <laughs> We're having to do, uh, at one point of time, 20% more funerals, which is unheard of in a year versus, let's say, a year or two before. So Service Corporation expected that once COVID passed, business would go back to normal. What we would have expected is why wouldn't we go back to, towards, say, 2019 level? Maybe you get a percent or so growth in of 2019. I would expect that. So that would be a reasonable level that we would uh, think would stabilize. And that's kind of what we anticipated. Only that's not what happened. What we're telling you is the third quarter of this year, we did 15% more calls than we did in the third quarter of 2019. That's not what anybody would have anticipated, and that is uh, just a very uh, de minimis amount of COVID deaths. And let's see here. We help families tell their stories. Welcome to SCI. (laughs) COVID is gone, but people keep dying. Why? Unsurprisingly, Ryan did not mention mRNA injections anywhere. Why would he? Doing so would only make for headaches he and the service corporation do not need. But earlier in the call, he did point out to more cancer deaths and more broadly, a decline in overall health. We believe these excess services are more permanent in nature into the com- um, into a combination of aging demographics, higher risks, less healthy lifestyle, developed during the pandemic. Ryan also, yeah, the healthy lifestyle of taking COVID jabs. 
Uh, Ryan also suggested uh, delayed Medicare medical care might be an issue. These explanations are strained at best. Aging demographics are hardly new, and the lockdowns that drove a less healthy lifestyle ended as early as the mid-2020 in most red states and by early 2021 almost everywhere. Opioids and overdoses generally remain a horrendous crisis, but deaths appear to have peaked in early 2022 and fallen slightly since. And for the uh, all, all the discussion of delays in medical care, hospitals and doctor's offices have functioned essentially normally for at least 18 months. In any case, the United States is hardly alone in seeing a large and so far unexplained spike in deaths in 2022. Countries from Germany to Australia to Taiwan are seeing similar trends. They all have something in common. No points for guessing what. <laughs> in any case, Service Corporation is expecting business to stay good for years to come, at least the next two to five. These trends are hard to reverse quickly, Ryan said. I hope three, four, or five years from now will uh, subside a bit, but I don't think it's anytime soon. It's not just funeral services companies, market participants were somewhat stunned when Lincoln Financial announced results last week and shares collapsed over 30% after a shocking and unexpected $2.6 billion third quarter loss. A, cat a catastrophe and not the natural kind. Wells Fargo Securities analysts uh, said in, note, in a note to clients Wednesday night, following aftermarket release by earning, uh, of earnings by the Pennsylvania Life Insurance and Annuities Company, Boom, look at that drop. <laughs> what drove the big loss? <laughs> yeah, died suddenly news. Lincoln National Group insurance death payouts for working age in U.S. 18 to 64-year-olds. 2019 is pre-COVID and is the baseline. 2020 COVID hits no vaccine, 9% increase. 2021 COVID still out there, but now add the injections, 163 percent increase. Ooh, you think maybe those shots had something to do with it? <laughs> oh, man. And let's see here. Let's see what this guy has. This little report, 265K uh, K more deaths. CDC death report. Good evening. Right now, in this country, there is an alarming trend of young people who are dying from unknown causes. Specifically, when we take a look at the numbers for the U.S. over the past two years, and these numbers, by the way, are coming from the Human Mortality Database, they show that starting in the year 2020, excess mortality rates began to skyrocket. Now, what excess mortality means is that these are people who, according to the government's own estimates, were not supposed to naturally die in a given year. Essentially, what the CDC does and what the CDC equivalents in different countries throughout the world do is that they look at the number of people who die every month, every year, and every season, and then they extrapolate out how many people they predict will die in a given year. And so as an example, after taking into account things like the seasonal flu, seasonal colds, uh, hot weather in the summer that leads to heat stroke, 4th of July celebrations that lead people to blow off their arms, drunk driving raids during the holidays, and so on, Using all that data, the CDC puts together an estimate for how many people they think will die in a given year. And they've been doing this with great accuracy for many years now. However, since the beginning of 2020, the number of excess deaths, meaning the number of people who have died beyond the number they predicted, has just been skyrocketing. 
And so take a look at this data right here. It's on the CDC's own website, and it goes back to the year 2018. The two lines that you're seeing on the screen, the red and orange lines, are the normal range. They are the number of deaths that you would expect to occur within that time frame. However, notice something. For the last two and a half years, there have only been a few months that met this average, whereas almost all of the other months were either above or well above that expected average number of deaths. Those Stop it there because the music's starting and we'll be back in three minutes with more Year DIY Health in the last segment here. Stick with us, we'll be right back. back with the last segment of today's edition of your DIY health here on the truth frequency radio network and uh, speaker and um, again happy birthday to the US Marine Corps 247 years and um, just looking at uh, trying to find some testimonials for uh, let me see if I can find them here oh shoot uh, there we go over this page here one thing that was really pretty cool um just see this in our telegram channel from crystal i had a deep pain in my left hip not sciatica but old bicycle injury from three years ago that i just learned to live with first week of use only helped a little so i tried preheating the area with a hot pad first Got immediate pain relief after using the wand afterwards. Pain has not returned in two weeks. That's not bad. You know, a constant pain that had been going for three years and she just basically learned to live with it. And uh, in a couple of weeks of using this and uh, throwing on a heating pad at first and then using the wand and now the pain is gone and hasn't been back in two weeks. Pretty, pretty good. And those are the kind of... Um, things that people have been seeing um let's see here i'm just looking see if there's anything else here uh, 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 uh. that's the only one right here close by a lot of other things in there but um the um oh shoot who was it i was listening to one the other day where um oh yeah a lady had uh, a cat that had been licking its belly and racially had just licked all the hair off of it. And um, because the, the cat was uh, freaked out by the sound and, and wind of the wand, the only thing they could do is give her water that had been charged with the wand. And oddly enough, within a, a week or two, the cat was stopped licking the belly and the hair was growing back just from drinking the charged water from the itera care wand and all of our uh, pets 
my cats, my dogs all get it. I have one cat that um, I've noticed her coat seems to be more full and uh, more, um, what's the word? It just looks better, feels better. And uh, it's amazing what uh, drinking just the, uh, the charged water from the Care device can do. Um, every once in a while at night when I'm doing this, she's usually laying close by on a sofa or something, and I pointed at her for a little bit. And sometimes uh, she'll sit there and put up with it and get, you know, just get a little deal there. And uh, it helps with it. And let's see here. Oh, this is what I'm looking for. Let's see here. I have an 86-year-old friend. I love her, but she is hard to be around. Her negativity and complaining are enough to send me home to for a shower. <laughs> she is near blind with macular degeneration, not the treatable kind. And, well, and has polymyalgia, which is, you know, pain everywhere arthritis and more. Her leg pain is the worst, but I learned before that a lot of it is coming from the sacral area. I tested her to see how much she could take on the first session without detox and got 11 or 12 minutes on low setting. I did one, um, one minute each on hands, feet, knees, legs, top of head, eyes, and two minutes on the lower back. Well, to tell the truth, the level of her pain is so intense and she's so negative, and having only done 12 minutes, I really did not think that this short first session would be helpful. She didn't really drink any warm water or terahertz water before. She stood up slowly, and I asked if there was any improvement at all. She said her, um, while her legs were stiff from the arthritis, the pain was gone, completely gone. It's an absolute miracle. <laughs> she's had pain-free for, uh, had a pain-free day for the first time in decades. I, for one, am so grateful. That's pretty cool. Um, let's see here. This is from Katrina. Is anyone else? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Update. Bobby. I've been using my TerraCare device for almost three months now. My knees are better than they have been in over 20 years. I never imagine being pain-free in my knees again a little background here i have played many sports growing up and still play pickleball competitively uh racquetball basketball and softball all played a role in the damage to my knees i've had surgery cleanouts, injections of cortisone and gel shots physical therapy icing taping wraps braces over-the-counter pain meds etc note <laughs> My right knee is 90% bone-on-bone, non-repairable meniscus. Arthritis is a lot, of, a lot of swelling. My left was very similar situation. I assumed I would be getting a new right knee at some point. The doctor and I both thought to wait and see if we could get as much time out of my knee and due to the, my age, 48. <laughs> I really just played uh, with pain and limitations due to the mobility of my knees. Then did so much self-care to be able to um, able to get by until I did it all over again the next day. Fast forward to today, 20 minutes per day per knee of wanding. I have very little swelling in my knee and on occasion, which goes down, basically pain-free, no more wraps or braces. I take zero over-the-counter pain meds. My knees look like knees again. I can squat halfway down uh, to the ground, probably 25 years on that. 
My footwork and mobility on the pickleball court has improved substantially. I can tell you this, I no longer believe a new knee is necessary, and I think I may go for an x-ray at six months just to take a look. Straight up amazing. And I have so many other benefits happening along with the other thousands of people. I will be sharing more for myself and others. That's pretty cool. Um, let's see here. And one of my uh, buddy of mine who I met down at the um, oh the Dixie uh, uh, Fall for Dixie Fest at the Dixie um, uh, Republic a couple of weeks ago sent me a picture yesterday. He's got a, a hematoma on one of his uh, calves, and um, he was afraid to use the wand on it, wanted to know if it would be okay. I said, sure, you know, as long as it's not open bleeding or anything like that and you don't have any implants. And um, I think I told him, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I said, make sure you're drinking the water before and afterwards, and um, you'll be uh, pretty amazed. And uh, I think uh, he's going to send me another picture soon, and it'll probably be all back to normal. And this person has some sort of, uh, looks like a big lump uh, on the upper calf on the inside just below the knee. It says, picture taken on December 10th, 2022, taken in the morning. Um, and But there's nothing there. Apparently, that's just the starting point. And here's one from Sharon. Okay, I've had my wand since April 16th, 2022. I focused on my eyes, blowing 20 minutes a day. I found out I was doing it wrong because I did not blow my points nor drink the charged water before and after. So I got it right now, but I found I, it just too long blowing all the points than your ailment. Uh, long story short, when I blow my eyes, I do 20 minutes. I blow my hand and feet two minutes, top of my head for 15 minutes, my thyroid for 10 minutes, and my tailbone for five. Uh, results, you have to hit the see more button. <clears throat> um my eyesight went from 2040 to 2025. I no longer have cataracts. My alopecia bald spot grew in, and my feet are super soft, and I'm super cute now. I'm 60 years old. And, yeah, I'd say so from the picture. Pretty cool. Um, and uh, let's see. There's a lady with tremors in her hands. Uh, my journey started almost two years ago with neurological issues and vascular problems. I was looking at uh, rituximab infusions and another pharma injection to prevent my immune system from further destroying itself only a week ago. And that's where these idiots tell you you have a autoimmune and your system is attacking itself. It's total bull crap. But anyway, the wand has helped uh, my tremors after each treatment. Yeah, they're showing beforehand she's shaking like crazy. And after the session with the wand, her hand is totally flat and safe and not moving. That's pretty good. Uh, ooh, Sandy the cat. This is from Barbara. This is Sandy, who had terrible dandruff and also had a stud tail, which is black, sebaceous liquid oozing from his skin. Yeek. Trying to stop it is uh, usually involves uh, constant washing of the cat's tail with um, Meliseb, whatever that is, but it soon starts oozing again. Guess what? After just three short five-minute wanding sessions on low, Sandy's dandruff and stud tail are gone. Woohoo! <laughs> That's pretty cool. 
Oh, let's see. I think this is the same one that had the big lump on the leg. Yep, sure enough. Um, there, that was the before, and now uh, let me see what's the date on the before one here. That was okay, 15 hours ago. Hmm, okay, and let's see where we're at now. Wow, the lump is gone, and that was uh, hmm, weird. Anyway, major problem solved. I have been getting these big bubbles on the back of my knee for years called Baker's cysts that showed up once in a while from using heavy weights at the gym that is just uh, has pain to some degree. And then recently I was using a 600-pound equivalent deadlifting band that I do on a 3X bar elite, whatever that is. I now cut down to a 400-pound band for, uh, for that now, now to heal. Uh, what recently happened over time, I have discovered on my own, I would have uh, had major health problems if I didn't hit the button here. Um, if I didn't do anything about it. See the picture taken on September 10th of what the cyst looked like, and it's gone now. Um, happened again, but this time I could hardly walk on the left leg where there was a huge Baker cyst and felt like a possible aneurysm. Uh, this one measured three inches wide, and if I pressed it, it would feel like a bundle of hard, painful veins. Also, uh, when I rode my bike to the gym, my feet would go numb from losing circulation from the clogged veins. Didn't go to the doctor for it because I felt that the frequency device would do the trick. Also started eating pineapples and grapefruit every day up until now. Pineapples was for the inflammation and grapefruit was to clear the, any possible clots. Uh, natural stuff I already know about. So the magic wands all started once. Uh, once I started blowing on and up and down my left leg and foot. At the first, the pain started to subside. Next day, it got smaller and every day continued to get smaller. Started walking better and better. As the days progressed, even though I still haven't let uh, up on my exercises, I'm an exercise diehard, will never quit under any circumstances, knew it was uh, doing some real good from the start. So here I am, two and a half months later, uh, using the frequency wand and charged water too, to finally clear up the whole problem. Still have a slight bump on the skin, but... Uh, skin there as it was probably there for several years so it's just stretched out a bit but just to, just to be safe i wrap the knee up before i go to the gym or ride the bike and uh, now i can do those heavily dead heavy deadlifts at the gym uh, again but now without any walking problem after i finish up and go home this frequency device absolutely did the trick without a doctor uh, was reading my symptoms of what I had on the internet, and uh, there was uh, there was a possible amputation of my leg, which I wasn't going to go for. So for me, this saved my biggest problem. Awesome machine. Yeah, and the pictures. Yeah, that big old lump is gone. Cool. Um, and you know, there's just more and more stuff. But um, energy testimony. Today is the end of my first week using the wand. So I took my treatment break as a uh, as the directions say to do. Wow, my energy is uh, gone. <laughs> I didn't realize how much energy I had until I stopped wanding. 
now or not only physical energy but was uh, noticing mental cognitive energy too praise the lord i'll tell you what i have noticed that with mine and here's a little video of a dark golden retriever looks like getting wanded and uh, someone is loving this yeah that's a funny thing dogs either love it or hate it i got one dog that uh, she loves being wanted and my other one uh the first one's a golden retriever. My other one, a red bone coonhound. You turn that thing on and he bolts for the door. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Mandy says, I w- would like to share the, the few improvements I've had since starting with the wand. I've had many neurological issues as well as ongoing vasculitis for the last year and a half plus. Day one and two are a bit rough. By day three, I felt so much better. It's probably using a little too much starting out. I'm walking better. My vocal spasms have lessened, and the vasculitis that I've dealt with for so long is nearly gone. It really does feel like magic, and it shows some uh, before and after spots of some uh, red spots on her leg that are uh, pretty much cleared up. And uh, there's another one of uh, the guy's leg. Do, do, do Tammy or Kimmy today. I would like to talk about not my physical symptoms, but my mental health. Like many who suffer from chronic pain and illness, mental health seems to follow huge decrease in mental health. Uh, I want uh, for it all to end uh, for the suffering to stop. I mean, we put our pets down when they suffer. I have struggled with mental health and suicidal thoughts. Most of my adult life, which is a nutrition deficiency, by the way. My children and those who love me uh, were my only reason to keep going. But I must admit, when my, uh, I have to hit the read more button, uh, when my last health scare happened, I was by at, uh, at my end. I could not see any light at the end of the tunnel. No matter how much I love my family, which is immeasurable, I just did not want to live like this anymore. I was hopeless. My faith in God was uh, diminishing more every day. Why was he making me suffer so much? I thought I must have done something terribly wrong and somehow deserved it all. I've always been a selfless person, always going you know, the extra mile to help and help some another, but never really got the same in return. Then that morning when I got a call, got out of bed uh, on the possible on the opposite side for no reason, I never do that. God spoke to me for the first time. I think I really heard him. <laughs> he told me he was going to heal me. After five weeks of wanting, my mind is clear. I'm no longer anxious. I can think clearly. My depression is no more. I'm uh, joyful, truly joyful. My pain is gone. I know I'm able to give God my problems and, and calmly know everything is in my life will work out. I no longer stress about everything. I can let uh, let it go and release it. Now I'm only focused on healing my body and sharing my healing with anyone who will listen because I know how much it has helped me and it will help everyone. I'm finally me again, someone I lost such a long time ago. I almost, uh, or I hope you can all see me shine and uh, because this light will never dim again. That's encouraging. Uh, Let's see here. Camilla. Uh, Being brave, I've posted these unflattering pics to show the difference just a few weeks after wanting my face. Age 66, no makeup. The pigmentation is definitely diminished. 
I'm experiencing many other benefits which will feature in subsequent posts. Yeah, you can definitely see uh, wrinkles are getting less and less. Um, she got little like, like most people call them age spots, but they're going away. Looking better. I uh, wanted to share something. I got my classic wand in the middle of July. While I don't use it every day, I do drink the water every day and use the wand when I can and have time. And this is from Wendy. Um, let's see here. I had a total knee replacement three years ago, so was very careful about not directing the wand over the knee, but above and below. Before you uh, have a knee replacement, the doctor will warn you that they are cutting into nerves that will leave you feeling numb on the knee. Um, they will say that it will go away. Mine didn't, and I have yet to find anybody who's did. But a couple of weeks ago, I was in the shower shaving my legs and suddenly realized that I could feel the razor going over my replaced knee. Holy crap. When I got out, I then remembered that a month or so ago, I started to wand. Uh, the knee was itching really badly for a few days, trying to scratch something that is numb really sucks. <laughs> and now I knew why. It was healing. Now almost completely feeling back in my knee. Pretty cool. And I can say the same thing. I accidentally stabbed myself in the leg <laughs> years ago and um, luckily missed the femoral artery, but it was in that general area in the upper part of my thigh. And uh, I must have nicked a nerve that uh, made the uh, top of my knee numb. And I've noticed that since I've been using my wand on my legs, uh, that numbness is going away and I'm having feeling there again. So nerve regeneration is one thing that is possible. Uh, and again, it's not something these devices do. These are not medical devices. They do not cure anything. They do not heal anything. They simply give the body terahertz frequencies that your cells are designed to resonate at to stay healthy. And when you give these things to the body, it takes it and uses it to fix itself. And that's basically what it does. It just helps the body uh, self-repair. So anyway, there is where that goes. Let's see here. I'm just checking in the chat room here real quick. Um, hmm. Yowzer. Alan and Unplugged have been busy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yowzer. Alan says it's minus eight in Canada where he's at right now. Quite cold. Um, great white north. Yeah. Don't like the phrase in the summer. <laughs> Time to go skiing and snowboarding. And I like skiing. It's kind of expensive. Watch people ski from the lodge. <laughs> like eating sandwiches in the lodge and barely leaving to ski. <laughs> oh, man. Last time I skied, it threw my back out. Ooh. Ouch. Fixed it. And, uh, whoops, somebody posted something. Skied six hours. Should have taken a break. Anyway. Um... Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Anyway, let's get back to the things here. Um, hmm. Okay. Hi. I asked if uh, if anyone had experience uh, with dry macular degeneration today. I managed to give my mom her second treatment earlier today. She complained of not being able to see her hand in front of her. After 10-minute treatment, she's able to see. 
Uh, and okay, it does have. Um, let's see. She's able to see her hand in front of her after 10 minute treatment. She's able to see me, her phone, her TV. She cried. She could not believe it. Not 2020 vision, but for her, gaining some vision is amazing. Yep. And that's from Nolene. Um, like I said, people are experiencing all different kinds of things. And the best part is it's not rocket science. These devices are very simple to use. There are uh, a few things they warn against, like uh, not using when you're pregnant or, or menstruating. Um, and in this day and age, I guess that could go for guys and girls, according to the, uh, the leftist idiots out there. But we know better. Uh, but if you have uh, open wounds, of course, because it accentuates blood flow, you know, if you got a wound that's open, <laughs> it'll make it bleed more. That's probably not a good idea. And then if you have uh, uh, congenital heart issues, you want to avoid wanding on the heart. And if you have implants, just don't wand the implant, whether it's a pacemaker, a stent, a prosthesis, whatever. You can go anywhere else, but just avoid those places. And um, other than that, just get one and plug it in, turn it on and point it at what ails you. Uh, people are having fantastic results. And of course you want to wand your water roughly two to three minutes per gallon and um, drink that before and after. Uh, the results people are seeing are nothing short of amazing. But again, this is just a, a simple device. And unlike so many other electronic things, that you have to dial in a specific program for a specific ailment and that kind of thing. Um, it's because, and you have to hit the target right on the bullseye. With this thing, all it's doing is giving frequencies that your des body's designed to resonate at. And once they have those things, they can go out and fix everything themselves. And it's a much simpler system. You don't have to be a, a, a computer programmer to work it. You just plug it in, turn it on, and go with it. Um, let's see. <laughs> yeah, Alan says he got the 2.5 version of the BTT. Curious whether it's better or worse. Um, I have only used the original and the two uh, the 2.0. I've never used the 2.5 or the 3, I guess, they have out. Uh, really can't speak to them. Um, but, you know, try it and see what you think. If you like the other one better, switch back. Um but, uh, yeah, I've only used the first, the original and the uh, first iteration, the 2.0. Anyway, we're just about out of time here, about 30 seconds left. We will be back uh, again Tuesday, uh, same bat time, same bat channel. And uh, we'll also be back an hour from now if you're listening on Spreaker. You can, uh, that is the one place to catch all my shows uh, morning and afternoon. So uh, keep that in mind. And uh, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We will see you all soon. Take care. Have a wonderful weekend. And God bless.